This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com. Good morning. It's Friday. Happy Friday. You know what we do on Fridays that we just haven't done in a while? We have a place to go, ladies and gentlemen. We have places to be. We have things to talk about. That's right. It's Around the World Friday. On Friday mornings, we have a little bit of fun and we go around the world. We talk about all the stories. From the entire planet Earth, the flat plane, from ice wall to North Pole. We cover the big stuff, the stuff you didn't even hear about all week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel. And this is Live Talk Radio, the way it should be! So much is happening around the world. I don't even know where to start. Yes, it's time to go. Now that you're pumped, now that you're pumped, I had to cut that off. It's it's too much. You know, it's too, I could just listen to that song for like eight minutes. (laughs) U.S. military. I guess we're at war, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start there. Syria, U.S. military carries out airstrikes on facilities in Syria operated by Iranian-backed forces. Two facilities near Abu Kamal were targeted by F-16s in response to ongoing attacks against American personnel in Iraq and Syria. Wait, hold on. You targeted... You targeted American personnel in Syria, so then we carried out airstrikes in Syria, but somehow Iran's involved. Got it! This happened last night. Thursday night. Early Friday. Mideast time. Nobody asked you if we were going to go to war with Syria. There was... Homeowners... There was no, what is this ad? There was no declaration of war. There was no, uh, hey, America, we need to do this thing. Evidently, there have been a dozen or more Americans injured, maimed, or killed over the last week. You just didn't hear about them in the region. And this is retribution for that. This is the United States of America extracting a pound of flesh out of Syria. Well, we can just randomly bomb places in Syria, right? Um, based on senior military sources, that U.S. warplanes have carried out airstrikes tonight inside Syria against Iranian proxy forces. We don't know the number of strikes. Uh, we were told earlier today that to expect that perhaps... Notice how on Fox News she says, uh, the airstrikes were against Iranian proxy forces. The hell does that mean? Can you just say what that, what that is? What's an Iranian proxy force? You carried out airstrikes in Syria and killed Syrians. Can you say the truth, lady on Fox News? 
Uh, F-15s and F-16s would be involved in the airstrikes, but we don't have confirmation yet how, about how many warplanes. But those strikes have been carried out, I'm told. Uh, it is in response to the more than dozen strikes against U.S. bases. Uh, the message is a clear message designed uh, to Iran and its proxy forces to stop carrying out these uh, drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases. Um, but I'm told— did you hear about this? There are drone and rocket attacks happening? Gosh, I miss the Gulf of Tonkin. Can't you just sink a warship if you want to get into this thing so bad? Or just blow up a building in New York? The production value on this stuff has gone way down. That the planes have safely left the area and that the airstrikes uh, are complete at this time. Um, they were uh, targeting multiple locations inside Syria and Iran Iranian proxy forces, Sean. Oh, we have to say Iranian proxy forces multiple times. Uh, thank you, Butch Haircut, uh, Pentagon lady for Fox News. Uh, you are just a peach and a doll. We absolutely trust everything you say. As we go around the world, hey, we got to go back somewhere. We got to go over to Russia, ladies and gentlemen. Russia, Russia, Russia. Every time we go from ice wall to ice wall, on this Around the World Friday. We usually go to Russia. The Kremlin is now issuing an extraordinary message, ladies and gentlemen, and they are denying the fact that Vladimir Putin is dead. Claims that uh, Putin died surfaced on a Telegram channel, saying he died in the Valdai Palace, just north of Moscow. Full report of a general SVR claim, quote, attention, there is currently an attempted coup in Russia. Russia President Vladimir Putin has died this evening as his residence in Valdai at 2042, that's 842 Moscow time. Doctors stopped resuscitating and pronounced death. Now the doctors are blocked in the room with Putin's corpse. They're being held by members of the President's Security Service. The personal orders of Dmitry Kochnev who is in touch and receives instructions from the security secretary of the Security Council of the Russian Federation, Nikolai Petrushev. Petrushev. The incredible statement continued and spoke about what would happen next if the leader really had died. Security for the president's double has been beefed up. Active negotiations are underway. Any attempt to pass off a double as the president after Putin's death is a coup. But in an extraordinary denial, Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Petskov, told state media RIA, Novosky, that the report was an absurd information canard. I want to see proof of life. Show me proof of life that Putin is alive. I want to see the man, the myth, the legend. Alive and well. Kanye and Adidas. It turns out that Kanye's been dry, drawing swastikas on Adidas since 2013. That's the year they inked their deal that made Kanye, also known as Yee, a billionaire. Kanye did a co-branding with Adidas, made Adidas cool again. They sold billions of shoes per year. Kanye kept a cut of that every year, adding up to more than a billion dollars to him personally. Would you be surprised to hear that the German brand 
tolerated, an erratic set of behavior, including demands, threats, harassment, and yes, swastikas. Kanye West been drawing swastikas in Germany on German shoes for a decade, and they tolerated it, and they appeased him because the money was just too good. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure your sensibilities are shocked. I am sure that you find this to be incredible, unbelievable, the fact that a large multinational corporation would tolerate such Barbaric behavior for the for profits for the profit motive. I'm sure that you join me in finding it extremely hard to believe that a large multinational would go along with an ideology that they rep that, that, that is reprehensible to them, that they hate, they reject. It's not even legal to draw a swastika in Germany. Now, I guess it's technically legal to do that in the United States of America. I guess in the USSA, technically, you can draw a swastika. It's just going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you your freedom, your reputation, your job. It may cost you your banking relationship. You may be unbanked, debanked. Oh, what happened with Farage? I know that Farage, something happened with Farage. Nigel. I think a judge found his debanking to be. Yep, that's right. Nat West admits Nigel Farage failings. Their shares have plunged after the bank lowered its profit expectations and admitted to, quote, serious failings in its treatment of Nigel Farage. You remember this guy? Nigel. His name is Nigel. You know, I'd, I'd like to name one of my sons Nigel and only speak to him in a British accent. The snobbiest I can muster. Nigel, come here. An independent report found that the bank failed to communicate its decision properly when it decided to shut down Nigel's Coots accounts. The closure was lawful based mainly on commercial reasons. NatWest shares fell 11, oh, 18%, the most since the 2016 Brexit vote, which he was instrumental in obtaining, after its latest results disappointed investors. The bank, which is 39% owned by the taxpayer, cut its forecast for lending margins for the year. Don't you love it when the banks are owned by the taxpayers? Everybody gets to win. Everybody wins with the usury trap. Get as many people engaged in it as possible. Head of megachurch in Mexico in prison for sex abuse charged with producing child pornography. Nason Joaquin Garcia leads the Mexico-based megachurch La Luz del Mundo. Light of the world which has congregations in the U.S. and other countries and claims to have millions of followers. The imprisoned head of a Mexico-based megachurch 
who is serving more than 16 years in a California prison for sexually abusing young followers, was charged with two federal crimes Wednesday for allegedly producing child pornography. Grand jury in L.A. on Wednesday indicted Nasan Joaquin Garcia, 54, on two felony counts of producing and possessing child pornography, which involved a 16-year-old follower of his church, according to a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Garcia heads the megachurch La Luz de Mundo, which claims to have 5 million followers worldwide, including in the U.S. Believers consider him to be the quote-unquote apostle of Jesus Christ. Founded by Garcia's grandfather in the 1920s, it is the largest evangelical church in Mexico. You'll barely hear about this, though. Sex abuse in the public schools? Not an issue. We don't talk about it. Statistically happens way more than in the Catholic Church. Sex abuse of minors in mega churches, the largest evangelical church in Mexico. You won't hear about it. Why? Because this one will just close down or rebrand or reinvent itself as something else. It won't be La Luz del Mundo anymore. It'll be something else tomorrow. And those five million evangelical followers who like to writhe on the ground and speak in tongues. I suppose they were touched by more than just the Holy Ghost. They will just change their identity and change their affiliation. So you cannot ever say, well, the Luz the Mundo guys. What happened to the Luz the Mundo guys? Uh, that is in the past, Michael. We got a new church. It's time to move on. That's what they do. Speaking of evangelicals, the evangelical activist who's had a profound influence on Speaker Mike Johnson. I want to unpack this one for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is an interesting little tidbit. Mike Johnson is taking fire from both the right and the left. Perhaps this is evidence that he truly is, was a compromise candidate. I'm going to read you right now a little bit of the action from the left. Well, it is NBC News after all. NBC News has, uh, has their take. And then I'm going, to, I'm going to play you a video or two that us righties, us righty tighties are not going to like either. But before we do that, you must understand one thing. This portion of Paratalk is brought to you by the Epoch Times. Subscribe today. Watch their new docufilm, No Farmers, No Food. Will you eat the bugs? Subscribe today through the Crusade Channel for $1 off your first month by going to crusadechannel.com slash epoch. I thought about reading it in, the, in my Nigel voice. This portion of Parrot Talk is brought to you by the Epoch Times. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash epoch. Do it now. Nigel demands it. Nigel would be most displeased if you don't go to the website. Spend your dollar there. Um, okay, evangelical activist who's had a profound influence on speaker Mike Johnson. David Barton. 
has spent several decades working to overturn church-state separation. Oh, he must be terrible. He sounds like a bad guy. He celebrated Johnson's election as a turning point for the Christian right. Oh, boy. They even made a really washed-out photo of this guy, David Barton. He must be really bad. They wouldn't just show his face. They had to manipulate the image to make sure you knew he was a bad guy. Two years before going from a relatively unknown congressman to Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson of Louisiana spoke at a national gathering of Christian lawmakers in North Texas and shared his deep admiration for the man behind the conference, the evangelical activist and self-styled historian David Barton. Quote, I was introduced to David and his ministry a quarter century ago, Johnson said at the Pro-Family Legislators Conference, which was being hosted by Barton's nonprofit Wall Builders, a Texas group dedicated to promoting the idea that America was founded as a Christian nation whose laws should be based on a conservative reading of the Bible. Man, these sound like terrible people. Johnson told the audience at the December 2021 gathering, that Barton's teachings, which are disputed by many historians, have had a profound influence on me, my work, and my life, and everything I do. This effusive praise for Barton, an influential background figure in the conservative evangelical political movement, sends an unmistakable signal about how the devout Christian Republican lawmaker, now second in line to the presidency, views the role of religion in government and public life, said John Flea a professor of American history at Messiah University in Pennsylvania. Uh Uh-oh. Quote, David Barton is a political propagandist. He's a Christian right activist who cherry-picks from the past to promote political agendas in the present to paint a picture of America's history as evangelicals would like it to be, said Flea, who's also an evangelical. Mike Johnson comes straight out of that Christian right world where Barton's ideas are highly influential. It's the air they breathe. Johnson and Barton didn't respond to messages requesting comment from uh, NBC News. I'm sure, yes, I'm sure, I'm sure Johnson was a little bit busy being the Speaker of the House. But in an episode of the Wall Builders Live podcast published overnight, Barton and the show's host, former Texas State Representative Rick Green, celebrated Johnson's ascent to the speakership as a uniquely triumphant day for Christian conservatives. "Quote: I'm trying not to be giddy. I'm trying to be rational about this," said Green who referred to Johnson as a close friend of the Wall Builders program, I would never have dreamed he would end up with Mike Johnson of Louisiana as Speaker of the House. Barton agreed and said that for the first time in our lifetime, Congress had appointed a guy of this character, this commitment, this knowledge, this experience, and this devout faith as House Speaker. So the left is melting down right now. The left is wondering what kind of evangelical freak we now have. Maybe he's a sleeper cell conservative and he's in line for the presidency, third in line for the presidency, Speaker of the House. Here's Mike Johnson, a random video of him that just popped up. Now that we know who he is, you know, like I told you, you have to, it's like, it's like Obamacare. You have to pass it to know what's in it. You have to pass the bill to know what's in it. Well, you have to elect Mike Johnson to know what he stands for. Here's an interesting thing that he stands for. And I've thought often through all these ordeals over the last couple of weeks about the difference in the experiences between my two 14-year-old sons, Michael being a black American 
and Jack being white, Caucasian. They have different uh, challenges. Uh, my son, Jack, has an easier path. He just does. They're, the interesting thing about both of these kids, Michael and Jack, is they're both handsome, articulate, really talented kids, gifted by God to do lots of things. But the reality is, and no one can tell me otherwise, my son Michael had a harder time than my son Jack is going to have simply because of the color of his skin. And that's a reality. It's an uncomfortable, painful one to acknowledge. But people have to recognize that's a fact. What should we do about that? I think that we need, uh, we really do need systematic change. I think we need transformative solutions. I think we, we're at a moment where we can begin to do more to form that more perfect union, as it says in the first line of the Constitution. Notice he doesn't and actually answer often, the question. Notice he doesn't answer. He, ne- he does not give you an answer to the question. No, no question gets answered by politicians in these United States. This is political speech. What should we do about that? Well, we got to form a more perfect union and establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility. We need to provide for the common defense and promote the general welfare to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Good job, Mike Johnson. You speak in platitudes. You literally just quote the preamble of the Constitution. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. What should we do about that? Well, let's go back to our preamble and let's just read from it as an answer. This guy promoting the racial narrative, promoting the idea that all men are not created equal. They're just not. And you know what? It's so sad. So sad in this racist country. We need to fix this racist country. But wait, I thought I was just told by NBC News that this guy was a rabid right-wing crazy conservative. I was just told that, ladies and gentlemen. I just read that to you. Aren't the aren't the crazy radical right-wingers aren't the Christian right celebrating right now? Isn't this a turning point for the for the wall builders? The wall builders are really happy about Mike Johnson. Why are you unhappy, Mr. Uh, conservative? Well, maybe there's another reason. Here's Johnson again being asked about funding of, you betcha, Ukraine. Mr. Speaker, do you support additional aid to Ukraine? We all do. There, there's, um, we're going to have conditions on that, so we're working through it. What kind, of, condi- what kind of conditions? We want accountability, and, and, uh, and, and we want objectives that are clear from the White House. But we're going to have those discussions. They're going to be very productive. What kind of foreign policy? Mr. Speaker, do you support additional aid to Ukraine? Yes, he does. We support additional aid to Ukraine. Can we just keep giving money to Ukraine? Give money to Eastern Europe. I am certain that Putin is still alive, and I'm certain that that conflict is continuing. Folks, on the backside of this shameless commercial break, where we are trying to make obscene profits here at the Crusade Channel, I, it's really bad. We are We are trying to keep the lights on. And we need you to listen to these commercials, and we need you to buy some stuff. On the backside of that, I have more videos, including a new candidate for the White House. And you he's not running on the Republican ticket. And he's not running on the Independent ticket. But I still don't think he matters. Let's talk about him when we get back. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Live Talk Radio the way it should be Friday around the world. Don't go anywhere. 
we are so back. Are we back? Oh, I think we're back. We are going from the edge of the world to the other edge of the world. From ice wall to ice wall. This is around the world. I don't care if we go clockwise or counterclockwise in our journey. But on the journey, we must go. Because this is Around the World Friday. Paratalk. We do this from time to time. And we should make a habit of it, don't you think? We should make a habit of going around the world on Friday mornings. It is almost the weekend, and this is your 10 a.m. Central Standard Time Addiction, Monday through Friday, from the heart of America. Let's go around the world, around the world. Acapulco, Mexico. Acapulco. Hurricane hits Acapulco. Tropical paradise. Reeling. Category 5. Makes landfall. Storm unleashes massive floods. Widespread destruction. Death toll already in the dozens. Worst hurricane to ever hit Mexico, they're saying. Maybe. Otis. Hurricane Otis. 27 people dead. Many more missing. In Acapulco, the Mexican government confirmed Thursday... President Obrador said the powerful storm knocked down every power line in the area on Wednesday. The resort town's one million residents are without electricity or internet service. At least four people, including three military personnel, still missing as of Thursday morning. Sustained winds of 165 miles per hour, making it the strongest on record for a landfall. Landfalling Eastern Pacific Tropical Cyclone. Strongest storm. It must be climate change. I'm just going to keep scrolling in the story because this is fresh breaking news. People are dead. The bodies are still warm. And we need to find out why this was caused by global warming. I know it's going to be in this article. I'm just going to to keep scrolling. The early images and accounts were of extensive devastation, toppled trees, power lines lying on brown floodwaters that extended for miles. Many of the once sleek beachfront hotels in Acapulco look like toothless shattered hulks a day after the Category 5 storm blew out hundreds and possibly thousands of windows. 10,000 military troops deployed to the area, but they lacked the tools to clean tons of mud and fallen trees from the streets. Well, that's not what the army does. That's not what the military does. Oh, let's pick up the trees from the streets. 
Forecasters and meteorologists are baffled at how they did not see Otis's ca- catastrophic path coming. They were warned, warned, warned about a tropical storm, but they usually reliably accurate computer models failed to predict its explosive intensification. Hold on, hold on. The scientists, hold on. The science isn't settled here. Quote, it's one thing to have a Category 5 hurricane make landfall somewhere when you're expecting it, University of Miami Hurricane Research Brian McNaldi said. But to have it happen when you're not expecting anything to happen is truly a nightmare. MIT Atmospheric Sciences professor and hurricane expert Carrie Emanuel said that the models completely blew it. McNaldi said there may be a mystery ingredient that scientists just don't know right now. We just don't know. But water is key. Globally, okay, here we go. The world's oceans have been setting monthly surface heat records since April. Surface waters off the Mexican coast were warm, but not crazy warm, says University of Albany atmospheric scientist Christian Corbosiero. Brennan and McNulty said those waters were maybe one or two degrees above normal. Below that, the water was much hotter than usual, and there's just a ton of fuel out there right now, McNulty said. Still, the storm didn't linger and feed on that, which would expect be expected in rapid intensification, Brennan said. Hmm. They wanted to. They danced around it, ladies and gentlemen. You just know. Warm water is fuel for hurricanes. Hot, deep water is like an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's the warm water, ladies and gentlemen, that's baffling our computer models. We can't even predict these storms anymore. Do you see the narrative that they're building? We can't even predict the intensification anymore. We are the experts. We're the scientists. We're at the University of Miami. We have dedicated our lives to studying these storms, and our models are often we're baffled by it, and we just can't figure it out because the water was so warm out there. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. And there's just nothing we can do about it. Unless all of you just kill yourselves because you're making the world so hot. Carbon footprints everywhere. Carbon. Speaking of carbon footprints, this guy wants to reduce your carbon footprint and he also wants to be president. His name is Representative Dean Phillips, a Democratic Congress man, congressman, congressperson, congress creature, congress critter from Minnesota. He is now running for president because, quote, fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden, my name for him, is unelectable. Are you running for president? Let's see if we can get this audio for you. I am. I have to. I think President Biden has done a spectacular job for our country. But it's not about the past. This is an election about the future. I will not sit still, I will not be quiet in the face of numbers that are so clearly saying that we're going to be facing an emergency next November. They're facing an emergency, and the emergency he's referring to is the fact that Joe Biden is deeply unpopular. Joe Biden is not in a position to win again. Well, at least in a normal world. 
Not in a position to win again. At least in a normal election. In a place where one person gets one vote and that vote is counted. In that sort of setup, Joseph R. Biden does not have a real shot. Now, does that mean he won't win? Of course that doesn't mean he won't win. He could win tomorrow. Fauci finally admits what you already knew. <laughs> that the clot shot causes myocarditis. Again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis from... Uh, myocarditis? Wait, what? You can get it? There's a risk of getting myocarditis from the vaccine? Hold on a second. Myocarditis, is that something that stays with you your whole life? Yes. Is that something that can kill you? Yes. Is that something that there's a cure for? No, there's no cure. Uh, does COVID stay with you your whole life? No. Will COVID kill you? No. Is there a cure for COVID? We don't need one. Hmm. Let me do the math on that. Let me weigh the odds, uh, the the benefits. Can we, can we do a cost-benefit analysis on that? I think I'd rather have the sniffles than... An aging, decrepit, do you know what carditis, itis, itis means the stiffening of. That's what that word means, itis. Myro, card, refers to your heart. I don't want a stiffening heart, okay? I don't need that in my life right now. I'm already under a lot of stress, Fauci. I really am. This little Fauci-nator... He just doesn't know what, what, what life is like for us, the folks, right now. We are on the hamster wheel, spinning faster and faster, trying to squeeze a buck out of our current lives. The last thing we need is a weakened heart while we're on that hamster wheel, that usury trap that we're all living in. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, thanks, but no thanks. I'll take my chances with the schniffles. At least there's toilet paper now I can blow my nose into. There's not a toilet paper shortage, which was random when that happened. Do you guys remember when that happened? Hey, we've got this we got this airborne flu virus and it's out there and it's really scary. We're not sure what it is. It's from China, we think. We're not sure bat soup, remember? The bat soup. Everybody hoard toilet paper. It's a respiratory virus. I don't care. Get the toilet paper. We might have to poop later. Americans are so fun. I love this country. I really do. You know who loves her country more? This American who lives in Israel. She loves her adopted country even more. The title of this post is called Why Christians Should Support Israel. Here she is, a Jew, telling us what to do. Let me tell you why Christians should support Israel. Open your Bible to the book of Esther. You see, most of us know this story. An evil man named Haman came up with a plan to exterminate all the Jews. Sounds familiar, right? Now, Esther, as the queen of the land, had to speak up for her people. 
the Jewish people. But it could have cost her her life because she hadn't revealed her Jewish identity to her husband, the king. In the middle of it all, her uncle Mordecai said something you won't want to miss. Esther 4.14 says, If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place but you and your father's family will perish. Yes, standing for Israel is standing for the Jewish people. Now, I do hear many Christians say that the Israel of the Bible isn't the Israel of today. This is just plain wrong. The Apostle Paul said against these claims in Romans 11, one through two, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself. God did not reject his people. Remember, standing with Israel does not mean you are against the Palestinian people. It means you are against their evil leaders, Hamas, who seek to annihilate the Jews just like Haman in the Bible. As a Jewish woman living in Israel, I am telling you, Christians, it's time to stand with the Jewish people. Because just remember what the Bible says. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. Ooh, man, I, that was tantalizing. As a Jewish woman living in Israel, she knows Christian theology, and she obviously is an expert and an authority in it and needs to be telling us what to do when it's time for us to stand with Israel. Speaking of Israel... They have launched their second night raid in Gaza with tanks, drones, and attack helicopters ahead of a looming invasion. This is not even the actual invasion. You would think if I told you, hey, we have tanks, drones, attack helicopters, you're like, oh, that's an invasion. No, that's just preparing the battlefield as they're ready for the next stage of war. This is just IPB, initial battlefield prep. It's what we called it, military tactical terms. I've never seen IPB with tanks. Usually you do it with air assets, but that, well, you know what? If it's Gaza, send in the tanks just to make sure that they know we mean business. Columns of tanks backed by fighter jets, helicopters, and drones smash through the border defenses, wiping out Hamas terror targets and infrastructure, the IDF claimed. The long hours-long raid took place near the Chujadia neighborhood in the east of Gaza City as drones and combat helicopters swarmed overhead. Israel's military said during the last day, IDF ground forces, accompanied by IDF fighter jets and UAVs, conducted an additional targeted raid on the central Gaza Strip. The IDF identified and struck numerous terror targets, including anti-tank missile site launch sites, military command and control centers, as well as Hamas terrorists. Do you have to call them Hamas terrorists? I just want remember the remember the Fox News lady from the first segment of this show. The United States dropped bombs in Syria about seven hours ago. And we dropped bombs in Syria, and it's described as Iranian proxy forces. We bombed Iranian proxy forces. 
That's what they're telling you. We bombed Iranian proxy forces. Say it with me five times fast. Iranian proxy forces. Iranian proxy forces. We bombed Iranian proxy forces. What does that mean? That means we bombed Syrians. We killed Syrians in Syria. No, we didn't kill Syrians in Syria. Be a good boy. Be a good student. Be a good consumer of advocacy news. We bombed Iranian proxy forces. Do you understand me? Say it with me one more time. Iranian proxy forces. Now, say it with me again. Hamas terrorists. Hamas terrorists. Hamas terrorists. Hamas terrorists. The military command control centers, as well as Hamas terrorists, it said. The IDF killed Hamas terrorists. Hamas terrorists. They killed Hamas terrorists. The branding, the marketing, the sales, the brainwashing, the propaganda, the machine is out. The machine is working overdrive. Ladies and gentlemen, it is working overdrive. And you will comply with the labels. You will refer to Hamas as the Hamas terrorists. You will refer to the dead Syrians as Iranian proxy forces. Iranian proxy forces. And if this doesn't make any sense to you, if this sounds like gobbledygook to you, let me just play you the Vice President of the United States on acid, explaining to her waiter why she's not paying for 64 oysters. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> oh, but she's next in line. It's her or, the jo- or Big Johnston. I don't, I don't know who I actually want next in line, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Uh, it's been fun, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I don't even know where to go with that one. I had no... I, I, I was trying to land the plane, and then I was like, oh, that's going to be a crash landing. That's not going to work. Our wheels aren't even out right now. Our landing gear won't open. Uh, I can't find a flat plane of, of Earth to land on. We're out of time, and I'm leaving you with Kamala Harris, the crazy demon lady. I think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. You, you exist in the context of all in which you live and came before you. You think you fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> I can't get it up. I don't know why. This is just, this is what I do on Around the World Friday. I just have fun. With all the madness that's happening from ice wall to ice wall. Gosh, it means the world to me that you listen to this show. This is so fun. I can't believe that I even get to do this. Here on the Crusade Channel. 
Always on air, always online. CrusadeChannel.com slash Parrot, P-A-R-R-O-T-T. Send me an email, RestoringTheFaithMedia at gmail.com. And I do so wish you a happy weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. In the meantime, enjoy one of the last autumn weekends that we have. It's starting to get cold, man. From ice wall to ice wall, this has been your Around the World Friday here on Parrot Talk. God bless you. Let's talk again soon. I'll see you Monday.